0: All right. Well, hello again. Welcome back to the Jason and Peely Project. Today is, we'll say the Jason Project as Peely continues to do what she does awesomely and that's be with the family down there, helping the kids, helping everybody else and really just getting after it. So we are very excited today because we have a guest who's now been on a number of times and it gets better and better each time, Bill Allen. Hey, Bill, how you doing?
1: Good. Jason, how are you?
0: I'm doing awesome. Bill and I had a great talk track offline. So here's a good feedback and I'll put in the show notes, the episodes prior, you can really listen to Bill's evolution. He's just got a tremendous story, but Bill's a Navy pilot and real estate professional. He's CEO and owner of seven figure flipping. He leads top house flipping and wholesaling mentorship groups across the nation. And just a few years ago, he was just flipping one or two houses per year and doing that all by himself. And then he just built this systemized business that runs without him and began showing others, investors, how to do that. in 2009, Nine after running mastermind groups and events as CEO, Bill purchased the training and development company, House Whooping HQ. So Bill, thanks so much for coming back with us. Really excited. And just to get this break in, what do you think about today's circumstances of, of what's happening out there and what we can do to really find the best case with so much uncertainty out there?
1: Well, I think, I think the first thing is, like for me, I, I see this, there's two kind of, trains of thought here. You can be afraid of what's coming and this uncertainty, or you can have faith that everything's going to go forward and be okay. So it's kind of this fear versus faith model. So I'm more of the faith kind of based model kind of guy. So I'm, I'm not necessarily scared or fearful. Everything, I think everything that we do, there's some uncertainty in all of it. And whether it's, I'll tell you what, a month ago, everybody's talking about how there's too much competition in the marketplace. Everything's too, too hard to find a deal. There's always adversity in everything that we do. And this is just another bump in the road that we need to figure out and navigate. So, you know, I think that if you the the more media that we absorb, the more things we listen to, the more that pulls us away from the actual like getting things done and doing things to move forward in our business. I think that's what breeds a lot of this. Like, there's a lot of just uncertainty, concern. People start pulling back. Next thing you know, it's a big domino effect, and we're we, we really control a lot of that. Like we can control what we can control, but there's a lot of things that are out of our hands and a lot of this stuff is out of my hands. So I'm just, I'm doing the things that I can do um, to change, make a difference and just move forward in the business. I even found that I was, I was absorbing too much information, too much media, reading too many articles, really trying to like figure all this out. And then I just kind of had to have a wake up call myself and say like my, a lot of my fear and a lot of my anxiety is directly proportional to the amount of like garbage information that I take in. So I stopped doing that.
0: Yeah, there's so much information out there and it happens so quickly today that your reaction becomes really your mood, right? So everything is just happening so quickly and you know, from one state. So, oh, you know, this virus is in every state. This virus is killing this many people. This, 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 this is happening. And if you just let that constantly beat down on you, yeah, you're going to have a, a negative outlook. And so talking really to, to real estate focus is that's your bread and butter What do you see that you can do right now to be proactive, especially in in times when, you know, potentially you're being told to stay at home for a few weeks?
1: Well, depending on where you are in your business and your journey, I think it really kind of changes that question a lot. The the biggest thing that that I'll say is look, if you look at this micro, you mentioned it just now it's, it's stuff's changing so fast. Like today's answer is different than tomorrow's answer. And yesterday, yeah. like yesterday on Monday, we're recording this on Thursday, I think on Monday, the hard money lenders basically had this huge like pullback. And then today they just kind of jump back in and it's <clears throat> Thursday. I just got an email today Say, I know that we said we're going to actually need 20% down, but now we're okay with just 10. And we're, we were going to charge a bunch of money for fees, but now we're actually going to lower it again because there's some stabilization over the last three days. It's like, if we look at it a little bit more of a macro instead of this micro climate, like what's, where are we going to be two weeks from now or a week from now? Just take a deep breath, relax, get, take the information in, and then make a decision. For us, some of the things that we're thinking about is the biggest picture, I think, for most companies is how long can you run your company without income coming in? And that goes for any company. I see a lot of people have very weak foundations, and they can't go three months, six months without bringing in as much revenue as they're bringing in on their best month. So people build their companies based on their best month or their best quarter. They hire based on that. And they don't see some consistency and plateau long enough. They're just growing and growing and growing nonstop. So it should look like a hill and then a flat line for a while to get comfortable, then start growing again. If you just see this like huge upward trajectory in a company nonstop, typically they're just dumping everything back in. One, one bad month and they could be under like a negative. Uh, so pulling, pulling retained earnings out, setting aside cash reserves. So we're looking at that. We're looking at our cash reserves. How long can we go? Um, nobody in my company right now is at risk of losing a job or anything like that. But the pizza shop down the road has been closed for three days and they're, they're complaining that they might never be able to open again and they need money. So wow. just really kind of thinking about that and what your company looks like. If you're brand new, what could you be doing right now? You could be, uh, you could be educating yourself. You could be really, it's like turning the Netflix off and turning the Fox News and CNN off and really learning how to do what you want to do. Like learn how to flip, learn how to wholesale, learn how to buy multifamily apartment buildings, learn how to analyze deals, jump into a a program, like do something like that to, because there's no better time to jump in when there's uncertainty and opportunity out there. In my opinion, I think the two people that are in really good shape here are the people that have the company that has a strong foundation, has cash reserves, has cash flow, is big enough to be able to withstand six months or three months or whatever this becomes. I have no idea, but they can withstand that. And then the people who are just jumping in, like when the stock mm-hmm. market drops 30%, the, the brand new 18-year-old investor is the best person to jump in. The, mm-hmm. you know, and so the person in the middle who's been growing a ton, doesn't have a lot of cash reserves, can't keep the doors open, has to let go of the staff, that's the, and has been a little bit um, like a, a, the adolescent business. That's the person where this it, might could potentially collapse on them. So uh, that's kind of my thoughts on some of that. There's some very specific things that we're doing in my business right now um, that I'd be happy to talk about, but it might be very specific to flipping and wholesaling.
0: Well, let's dive into that because right now, even like the growth model, it's really it's really great feedback because generally if we grow on a, on a trajectory where we're just constant growth, what happens is that usually our expenses start to run wild because we're focused so much on the growth, we forget to focus on the core business, right? So if you are at this point where, where you have this time, potentially one thing you could look at too, it's like, it's like I imagine, you know, for each of us like subscriptions, right? Like we sign up for these subscriptions potentially and all of a sudden you have three or five or $10 a month, you know, bleeding away that you'll never use again, but you don't pay attention to that. And so you have these little costs that, are, that you can get rid right of, right? So looking at you and looking at now what your business is doing specifically for, for flipping and wholesaling, talk to us about some of the, the growth plan or the models or some of the steps you're doing to really hone in and use this time to your best advantage.
1: So I love what you said about the expenses because there's a quote that I hear that all, pretty much all real estate investors say is like, I, I can afford this, it's just one more deal. And they keep like, mm-hmm. they, so they'll buy a new system or they'll buy a program or they'll buy a, um, they'll start like, I don't know, like a texting software. And they'll say, if I just get one deal in the next five months over this, the problem is they say it maybe 10 or 20 times a month. Yeah. So now that you keep saying that and it keeps stacking and exponentially grows your expenses, which takes mm-hmm. away from your bottom line. So next thing you know, you've got to do 20 deals a month to pay for all of the things that you have been talking about that you're going to do. So,
0: I, yep. I've Is heard that. About, uh, spending before you made it, right? And that, That's that's the one thing. Yeah. So, if I do that next deal, then I can afford this, but you, you haven't done the next deal yet. <laughs> so.
1: And then you keep saying it. Like, you, yep. you forget the time that you said it yesterday and you bought something, but that deal hasn't come in. And then you do it again. Yep. It starts stacking up. Because I've, I've heard my COO say it to me. And when he said it to me, I said, you know what? I've been saying this to myself for five years, but nobody's been mm-hmm. able to check me on it. So, now we kind of talk and say, hey, look, like, we got it. Like this has got to bring in something at this point. We can't just keep adding expenses. So that's one thing that we're doing is really kind of pulling the P and uh, each month in QuickBooks online and going through it and saying, Hey, w- what does it look like? So, and I'm getting more involved. We're, we're all virtual already. So our business hasn't really changed a ton because we don't go to an office. We work from home. Um, one thing we're doing is we're making more offers over the phone. So we're closing deals and making offers over the phone. Um, the other thing that we're doing right now is we're working with mobile notaries and also online notaries. So you can actually do a Zoom call mm-hmm. with the notary, hold up your driver's license. And we're working, we're really pushing the title companies. that We work with about seven different title companies in different cities and states. And we're pushing them to, uh, to try to get the software approved and also pushing the lenders to approve it. The lenders are really the people that are having trouble with it. Um, so just giving the, giving the sellers an opportunity if they're not comfortable with somebody, somebody coming into their house, but they still want to move, uh, you, you know, move forward with a, with the sale of their property or the closing that's coming up even in the next week or two weeks. That's the kind of the uncertain time, right? Mm-hmm. Is, um, is trying to figure out a solution to the problems. We are entrepreneurs are problem solvers. This, I just look at this like it's another problem. It's a new problem. What are we going to do? Um, the other thing that we're doing is we're continuing to train our people on seller financing. Um, because if we do have, so, you know, you, you, talked a little bit about kind of like a military background. And when you look, there's a lot of uncertainty that's in the future. And I won't be the guy who says, I know what's going to happen. I'm not going to be the guy who tells you this is what the market's going to do in three months, six months, nine months. Cause, and anybody, I think nobody really knows. Some people can take mm-hmm. some educated guesses, potentially economists and things like that. But for me, what we do in the military is the same thing that I do here in my company. I look at the potential options. What if this happened? Then what are we going to do? If this happens, what are we going to do? So we come up with multiple contingency plans. And as a as an engineer, I look at what's happening right now. Like what is the what are the facts that I know? And then what's the best decision that I can make today? And mm-hmm. tomorrow those facts might change, and I need to adjust and adapt that that decision a little bit. Um, so right now we're not changing anything our spending at all. I, and if you're listening to this, we spend about one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a month. So that's kind of my company's burn rate, which is massive. And most people in my my scenario are going, who can I fire? What can I pull back right now? I don't have enough data to say our business is. we had the best month. This March was our best best month ever. The first quarter of this year was our best month ever. I don't have any data that's showing me that we're not going to see potentially an increase in leads based on number one, some of our competitors pulling out. Mm-hmm. Number two, people stop sending mail or stop running online traffic, stop spending money. And I looked at our budget and I looked at the amount of equity that I have in the company and said, I'm willing to continue this until we see that we're getting less leads. We're signing less contracts. Our buyers are buying less contracts from us. All of these things start happening. Show me that that's happening. Show me that it's true. And when I start seeing a decline, then we'll start making an adjustment. But right now, we, mm-hmm. my COO and I said, what if our buyers stop buying?
0: Yeah, you know, you said something, it's like huge, right? So the two things that come to my mind are, well, people are home, more people are home than before, and they potentially have more time to look at the letter. So like, so if you're mailing them right now, now they have more opportunity. And the other point is that, you know, this reaction without really any kind of certainty, you you just got to be careful, right? Like you said, with the hard money, like they're off the the deep end, right? But typically, it's like, I think of the phrase, like, I don't want to cut my foot off just because I have a, a, a hangnail. Right. And it's just like, oh, well, I oh, I just realized I just had a hangnail after I cut my foot off. Well, if you if you stop your marketing just like anything else, well, it, it really just it, it almost sets you up to have to make those decisions to fire because now you, you don't have the opportunities to have the leads and the opportunities to come in because now you've stopped everything across the board. So it's almost a cycle here. You've made that choice to really stop your business approach by what could potentially happen. May it happen? Yes, may it not happen. Yes. You know, who knows? But ultimately you're stopping everything right now today. So you're basically giving yourself certainty of what the outcome is going to be. Things are not going to be productive because you don't have any opportunity for money to come in because you're stopping everything. So you got to, it's a, it's a fine line you have to prep. You want to look at really, you want to look at your processes and look at how you're operating because maybe you can work on that. But if you're going to stop your ability to make money, well then certainly you're going to have trouble succeeding.
1: Yep. I I totally agree. It's like self-sabotaging your business, right? Yeah. yeah. like. It's it's like kind of like that chicken and egg concept. Like, okay, do I stop spending money because I are, I'm I'm thinking I might not make anymore? Like, yeah. isn't that what an entrepreneur does? You start yeah. a business, you create so you create a solution that you think will work. You don't know if it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 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 really out of fear. It, it goes back to that. It's like uncertainty, fear. I feel uncomfortable. Um, it's interesting because a lot of people have said that I I I can't wait for the market to soften. I can't wait for housing prices. To, I can't wait for this to happen. And then when it happens, like. Nobody's ready. Everybody seems to get caught with their pants down and go, I don't like the way this feels anymore. Like, but wait, two months ago, you were complaining about too much competition. Mm -hmm. Now, potentially there might be less competition, but you're part of that now going when it really stares itself in the face. I think that's kind of the test of what kind of entrepreneur you are. Like, Mm -hmm. are you that big risk taker? Are you excited about this stuff? Like, does this stuff really jazz you up and get you excited? Because for me, this is just another big like Rubik's cube that I have to solve. And it's kind of fun, which, yeah. and I don't want to sound insensitive to anybody, but you know, it's, it's not the best position for me to be in. We're, are, we're spending money on our daycare. Our kids are at home. We're, we're, we're still spending the same amount of money we would before all of these things. Like I, some of our buyers are, seem to be just going off the deep end and saying, I, I'm done. I think, yeah. I've had lots of other things come up in this business when I was running it. We, the, the election four years ago, I had somebody say, I'm not buying because of the election. I don't know if the, the Democrats win. I don't know what's going to happen. If the Republican win, I don't know what's going to happen. And I said, all right, I'm just going to continue to make millions of dollars while you stop buying. And yeah. it's just people can come up with, you can find a reason to do something. You can find a reason not to do something. So uh,
0: No, but it's it's great, right? And you, you do think about that as the entrepreneur. Like, yeah, okay, a ton of people. We get it. There's a lot of people struggling right now. And what you could take is that is that okay you can go hide under a pillow or you can say okay I'm struggling let's let's face it let's just say the words I'm struggling okay it's out there how can we find other ways to help ourselves out of this situation because maybe you are a restaurant that before did not have really the bandwidth or never thought about doing doing takeout and delivery well hopefully you you sustain and now when you get back to your core business here you now have this new income line income stream that's right part of your business or you found other ways to do online classes. Like right now we have karate, like we always, our kids go to karate, right? They're doing online classes. You know, it, but it's super, right? Because now they, it's another way that they can make revenue as as the shop right there doing karate, they have an online class. Can they sustain that business afterwards? Sure. Yeah, they want to set up things and maybe they can sell that at, at a discount. Hey, can't make it to class all the week because the mom works late or the dad works late. Well, you can do our series of online classes for X amount of dollars. It's another revenue stream. So there's always opportunity out there. Every time something like this happens, you see some of the biggest companies come out, you know, that, that happened for this because the people say, hey, I am an entrepreneur. I am a problem solver. I'm not just going to say the words and then... And yeah, you get tough. I mean, really now is the time that you got to look yourself in the mirror, be realistic with where you are, and not blame anybody else and just get after it. And you're doing that with your business. You're keeping it moving. If you're, if you're talking to someone who's maybe new to, you know, seven figure flipping or something else, it's just getting out there and growing within their business. And they're having this talk track with yourself. Give us some words of wisdom about what can be, what can be potential steps they can do right now to keep moving along.
1: So somebody who's in that middle world that's getting like really pressed here, they're sure. growth phase. Yeah, so they, they, this is the this is the tough part for those guys. Like I, I feel for them. If if this was this was good timing for me. It just happens to be a lucky timing for me and where my business is. If I was in that like hike phase, like the growth phase, and I was mm-hmm. dumping a lot of money back in my business, I always had personal reserves. So like, that's what I always challenge people is say, like, how's your personal financial ha- house? Because you can't dump all your own personal money into a business to get it going. Like you can put retained earnings back into the business and continue to market and grow it. But mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're feeding your own money and you're like, you're signing on, like, you're, going into personal debt to grow that business at a, a high rate that's a that's a problem. So, I think this stress test is is like it's going to stress out these businesses, some of them. And yeah. what they need to do is like you need to take a step back and really analyze where you are, because that person, it might be to actually let go of their staff. Like you might have to retool. And just Mm -hmm. like you said, with the karate business, I mean, I would be recording videos, uh, you know, recording karate videos and coming up with an online program that I don't have to fulfill via Zoom or or video software that is an evergreen at that point. So there's lots Mm -hmm. of different, for, for those of you that are building and growing a business and are really feeling the pain of this, you're in that middle, like crunch period. This is the time where you have to say, you have to take care of yourself and take care of your business. So that's the biggest advice that I can give to you is I love every single one of my employees, my staff members, all of those folks. I absolutely do not want to see them lose their jobs or anything like that. But we have a lot of people inside of our mastermind group who are asking those questions right now. And the answer is, is take a, take a good look at it, but this is not a charity. This Mm -hmm. is a business and this is your life. So don't be going into debt to keep food on other people's table. It's your responsibility to take care of the company and the business. And if that means you have to cut some people. You have you have to adjust some marketing. You have to get back in there as a business owner. Maybe you've been like getting complacent or lazy or haven't jumped in. You're going to have to jump in and do some work. Like I'm jumping back into my company and doing a lot of work in my real estate company right now. Cause it's just, well, I'm not doing that much, but I'm ready. Like the contingency mm-hmm. plan is there for me to say, Hey, we, instead of meeting every two weeks with my COO, I got to meet every week. And if anything comes up, I might have to get on a call with a buyer and have a high level conversation with them. So my advice to them is to be realistic with yourself of where you are. Don't, don't, don't bank on the fact that everything's gonna be sunshine and rainbows for the next few months. Yeah. And, and you know, start preparing for those contingencies and looking ahead and start coming up with like, what do you think is gonna happen in your market, in your business, and what are some what ifs for you? Because I mean, I've got them, but my what ifs could be all wrong. But my thing is like, I don't know what's gonna happen. All those contingency plans, I need to adjust every single one of them and I need to have enough of them that I cover the maybe 80% of what could potentially happen. And then the other 20% is, it's just completely crazy. We couldn't even anticipate that it happened. Like I can't, I've never anticipated that you see a 30% market drop in the stock market and like, yeah. it's unbelievable. I've never seen that. I mean, maybe, I don't know. We, we shut it down for a week, it's September 11th, um, but it's just been, it's, it's nuts to me.
0: So. Well, yeah, I guess the, the common theme is, is any preparation is better than no preparation, right? And then totally. you talk about your flying routine back, you know, your, your checklist, right? That's an every time thing. And it's something that you do routinely, you know, just you don't expect anything to go wrong, but you do this routinely. It's just part of your operation daily, right? And it's the same thing with your businesses. You have to be checking in with your businesses because especially right now, there's time you need to be involved. You need to look at really your core processes, but you can't just fear everything and do nothing, right? It, the, like the, the thought process of all the potential wrongdoings. Okay, great. Now you can formulate plans, but if your your thought process is just scared and hiding under a pillow where well, you're setting your narrative right there so continue to get out there take action and you see what Bill's doing I mean he's just got actual steps right you, you get there you get in your business you look at what you're doing you, you look at how you can help your help your other teams but you're treating it like a business not like a charity you're not going back there and just saying okay you know um, I'm just gonna throw everything at this and you know hope hope for the best well yeah, yeah that's that Star Wars that's not that's not here the clarity of, of actual business running so here's your time that you can succeed everybody out there can really make a difference because there's so much available, right? Okay, for me, I'm thinking, I was just talking to Bill. He actually mentioned Bob Berg, who we had, he on this podcast and Bob Berg on ours. And I just started reaching out to people on LinkedIn and people are more available now. So I just started reaching out to some great people like Bill himself and say, hey, you want to just got 10 minutes? Want to come on the podcast? Let's, let's do this. And people are receptive. They're out there because they have time, right? It's not like they're running around the, the world right now, you know, doing thing to thing. They're, they're at home. They're saying, yeah. So there's always opportunity out there. You just got to keep open-minded to what's in front of you.
1: So two two things that I want to mention from what you just said, like one is you in business you've got to put put yourself in the other person's sho- shoes. Like what are they feeling right now? How what are they doing? Where are they? What are they thinking? Mm-hmm. When we're marketing to people, like we live in the distressed world, right? Most of us that are looking for off market properties, distressed properties, or distressed people, and the distress is going up like people are anxious they're concerned they're scared like the, do you think the motivation is going up right now so why would i run away from marketing maybe they don't want to see me right now or sell their house to us right now but i'm going to build my database with those folks like the people who were yeah. not motivated two months ago who were saying i'll sell you my house for a million dollars of course like how much are you going to give me now are calling us back so mm-hmm. when you start seeing that you start like but you have to put yourself in their shoes same thing with lenders like, th- like p- private money lenders. Think about what are they thinking about? They, they, they If they have $100,000 of cash in their bank, are they thinking about putting it into real estate? or Are they thinking about putting it back in the stock market when it's dropped a ton? So those talk tracks and conversations have to change. You can't use the same script or the same way that you, uh, you have to actually battle that objection right now. Yeah. Why would you put it back in there? And for us, for me, I'm having a lot of those conversations. Like, how do you feel right now, today? Mm. Like, do you feel good about what just happened? How are you going to feel in three years when it happens again and you don't expect it? Like, why wouldn't you move it over to something that's more stable and more secure and a fixed rate or something that you have an actual tangible asset? So having those conversations change right now. And yeah. so really put yourself in the, in the shoes of the other people, including your employees, including your staff, including all of those people. Like I had a staff meeting with my whole team because I didn't know how they felt. But I can imagine that if I had a job and I was a W-2 employee and everybody's talking about laying off employees, I would be concerned. It would affect my work. So I needed to show them that I was the stable, strong leader, excited about this opportunity and say, we are not the pizza shop down the road. We have reserves. I feel comfortable of where we are and I'll update you if that changes. And having those conversations. So that's number one is really put yourself in the shoes of whoever you're working with and, and leading or you know, buying and selling deals from. Same thing with the buyers. I'm thinking about how, how are they feeling right now? What do they think? Mm. How, f- how can I work with them to handle those objections and help them? How can I give them resources? To, like some economists talking about this, relating this to a 2001 instead of 2008, or like, what do I think? And what can I just give them to curate resources to help them make their own decision? So that's number one. Number two, you talked about the military thing. So I was a pilot. I flew helicopters and airplanes for the Navy. And when you Go into the, when you go into the aircraft, we train so hard for emergency procedures, for uh, contingencies, for all of these, we brief um, for some of the exercises that we do really in depth when there's multiple assets and, and F-18s and helicopters and A-10s and all of these different assets that we fly with and people on the ground, we wanna make sure they don't get shot and we're picking up the right person and we're using the right code words, all this stuff. Mm. So when you're in the battle, you, you default, to what you've trained to. We train yeah. so hard, we memorize the procedures over and over and over again. Like I I have studied these things, you know it like the back of your hand, because you you have to react based on instinct, hmm. not based on like, oh my gosh, like how do I feel right now? I'm tired, I'm a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Like you've got to put yourself in that scenario. So the same thing in business. You have to think about the what ifs. You can't like if you attribute it to the military like we're not building an aircraft carrier when the battle starts like we're yeah. building it years ahead of time so you're coming up with this plan as you go and i think that's what building like a long lasting real business like a business going to last for 10 years 20 years 30 years <laughs> one of these like great businesses not just a i just want to grab some cash and put it in my pocket as a side hustle i'm just going to i don't know if it doesn't work i'll just go back to doing something else like i'm yeah. full time jason's full time like If you're going to be full-time, this is going to be your business. Treat it that way. So the more that you train and think about these contingencies, the easier it is to make that decision when everything hits the fan.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely right. And it's so key for right now, because if you are so honed in on your processes, well, then now time right now having these dips in emotion, when everything's going sideways, doesn't affect you because you know, you you default to your processes, right? You default to how you've prepared for all those emergency techniques with the helicopter, with the airplane, you're not having to think about, Hey, what should I do? When that happens, you default to it. It's it's ingrained now because of what you've done. I mean, Bill, that's awesome. And so we're, we're coming up with time. I just, I wanted to touch base because you know, it feels like hundred years ago, but when we first talk about getting on, on the podcast, you have this great event coming up that's going to serve so many. And I, I want to hear more about it, hear how we can know about it and talk to us more.
1: Yeah. So uh, I've got a military event that we're doing. So this is something that I've done for the first time. I was so excited about having this in person in St. Louis. Mm. Um, we had a, I had a hotel reserved and everything. And actually just this Monday, um, we had to make a decision, go no go decision. And what the DOD put a travel policy in effect that uh, up to May 11th and uh, service members just couldn't travel. So it seemed seemed to no brainer to bring it online. So we're going, we're moving it to a virtual event. Uh, still going to be a great event. We've got about 22 speakers. And the way I, I, you know, I think your platform is really great for this because you have like multifamily listeners, you might have some single family listeners, you got lots of different people. And so what we did was we want to make this kind of like a, almost like a trade show, like a real estate job fair almost. So everybody that's speaking is, is from a different uh, industry inside of real estate, so a different niche. So we have like a wholesaler that's going to talk, we have a flipper that's going to talk, we have a, a multifamily syndicator, we have a, um, a VA loan specialist, so somebody who's a lender, we have somebody who's a real estate agent with a mega team of real estate agents. And all of these folks are previous active duty military members or current active duty military members, so all veterans. Um, it's open to anybody, but it's a fun, like our focus is going to be on what the military prepares you for and how to go into like what I'm going to tell my story about how the military got me ready and some of the, the skills that I learned there that I could apply here to actually mm. build my business faster than a lot of people. And some of it is those emergency procedures and a lot of the things we talked about today, but, and, and primarily leadership. But what the goal of this is, is that somebody who's, who's attending can see themselves in one of the presenters or see an avenue of where they want to go so they don't have to start somewhere they don't want to be. I mean, we have people who are doing Airbnbs, we have people who are doing single family rentals, we have people who are doing mobile home parks Mm -hmm. and they're each going to present in a different niche and basically almost like pitch what they do and so you can decide if that's the right fit for you. Because my goal in all this is to say, if you're going to be a, a multifamily investor why would you do anything else? Like, why waste all of your time if that's where your personality, your skill set, your passion lies? Like, don't fumble through all this. Don't lose a bunch of money flipping houses and say it's not for me. Don't be, start as a wholesaler and think that's where you have to start because you don't. You can start in any of these niches. And we also have like a whole day of like passive stuff like investing with a turnkey provider, how to vet a general partner as a limited partner in multifamily syndications. Awesome. Um, How do we have a guy who's talking about financial, um, uh, like financial independence. So just how to save money and become financially independent. Lots of different things. So, um, and we're also giving all the money to charity. So that's the biggest thing is a veteran charity. I'm not making money on this. Um, We are selling a seat on the virtual event still, um, but I'm not making any money off. We're going to donate all the money to charity. So. awesome. And how do we find it? Uh go to veteranslive dot com. So veteranslive dot com. It was a great uh, website and domain when it was a live yeah. event. So now it's uh if you if you hit the landing page it'll probably say Veterans Virtual REI Live event. <laughs>
0: Got it. So veteranslive.com.
1: Yeah. Veteranslive.com. It'll take awesome. you to the landing page. You can um, you can check it out on there. We're updating a lot of the content right now to show that it's not a lot. It, it might still say St. Louis, Missouri. It yeah. will be May 29th and 30th. Um, cool. It'll just be on a uh, on a video call. And we'll also be adding some bonuses in and giving out the recordings afterwards and stuff for anybody that buys a ticket. There's a discounted ticket to active duty military members and awesome. uh, just slightly more expensive if you're not, but open to anybody.
0: So. that's amazing awesome bill well thanks for coming back had a great talk track i know it's it's so funny because it's just so different than where we started today but that's life right so we, we had a talk track and where we are and it's been amazing man so for others that want to hear more about you or seven figure flipping best places to catch you
1: yeah sevenfigureflipping.com. you can see we do all kinds of stuff we have events we have mastermind groups whatever you guys uh, want to see on there we're about awesome. to launch some videos and stuff but yeah check me out there
0: awesome man thanks so much for coming on
1: Jason, thanks for having me. Tell Peely I said hi. I heard the kids for a little bit. It sounds yeah. like they're having a lot of fun. And- they
0: are. They've been quiet. Usually we got a couple from probably two or three hanging from a chandelier downstairs or all the man, other stuff. So.
1: Cherish this time because yeah. uh, I'm actually really enjoying getting uh, deeper connected with my kids and my family right
0: now. Oh, I found greatness yes. in this time, man. So again, thank you. And to all the listeners, thank you for listening. Again, go over, subscribe to the podcast, give us a rating and review. It doesn't have to be five stars. Tell us what you like. Tell us what we could do better. I know you got a ton from Bill, but maybe. maybe Maybe if you said, okay, Jason, you need to bring your game, I'm here. Just give us something. Give us some feedback. We love hearing from you, and we'll talk to you
1: shortly.